In an overcrowded graveyard, the scream will rise. The Ghoulmates presents Not Another Spooky Podcast. Hey, 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 my beautiful, magnificent, nerdy ghouls. Welcome back to Not Another Spooky Podcast, where I'm your ghost hostess, Mandy Spooks, and you, my listeners and community, are the co-host. On this show, we find ghoul over spooky pop culture and learn from it, too. If you have always loved Halloween, horror, true crime, ghosts, or basically anything spooky, then you have found your spooky oasis. I hope you all have had a magical start to your new year. So far, I'm feeling like 2023 is going to be one for the books. But if I'm being honest, our January 1st episode was lacking some oomph to it, you know? It was like one of those Subway sandwiches when you go close to them closing and they're giving you like the last scraps of veggies and like, yeah, the sandwich is still going to slap because you're hungry, but like it wasn't a high quality sandwich full of substance. Am I making any sense? (laughs) That's how our last episode felt to me. And to be honest, I don't want to repeat that again this month. So rather than trying to fill an entire episode, I'm going to graciously count my losses here and just say we're going to simplify today's episode. So it might end up being a little shorter, but that's where we're at these days. January was a very rough month to create spooky content, honestly, because I feel like there is no theme for January and I'm struggling here, so I don't want to force anything. So today we're going to grave dig into all the magical details of my rebrand, the inspiration, the behind the scenes magic, all of it. And we're also going to have a lengthier keeping the spook alive with your reviews on Megan and the menu. And then we're going to just wrap things up for it. I promise things are going to pick back up to normal quality next month. And I genuinely appreciate your understanding on this as I Like I said, I just don't want to force myself to create something uninspired again. And I know that's not what you all want either because that's no fun. So let's just do the best with what we do want to talk about today and look forward to what's to come this year. So on that note, let's get into some news and updates. Haunted Housekeeping. Okay, so this is probably the most special segment of Haunted Housekeeping I will ever do. So if I'm being completely honest, I legitimately feel like the majority of you, if not 100% of you, have zero interest in hearing the details of my rebrand. But the nerd in me just can't help it. So I want to just kind of nerd out with you guys for a while. It was really exciting for me when we created the Ghoulmates branding, but developing the branding for Mandy Spooks was so therapeutic and so intentional down to every detail that I just want to shout it from the rooftops, honestly. So as most of you know, I created the branding for the Ghoulmates and it was so freaking clever going into this that I knew there was no way I'd ever be able to top how clever the design for the Ghoulmates logo was. But I really feel like the final look of Mandy Spooks was a 100% true evolution of the Ghoulmates. And if you don't see it quite yet, I hope you can appreciate it in its full glory by the time I'm finished gabbing on about it. (laughs) Oh my god, I should have called this podcast the Gabbing Ghoul. (laughs) Okay, but before we get into the nitty gritty of all that, I want to start at the very beginning of how this even came to be. So... As you all know, I have been very public about how lost I felt as a creator for a little over a year. Something I haven't shared much is how broken Rudy felt as well. You know, we started TGM together and had so much fun. 
But along the way, we both really lost our spark. And the last year of videos up until the rebrand announcement were pretty much just things we were throwing together just so we wouldn't completely disappear. But outside of that, we would attempt to do something, but we just end up arguing over it or we just we just weren't enjoying it. And we weren't enjoying that time together anymore. And one day a good friend asked me why we were still trying so hard to keep TGM alive if it clearly wasn't bringing us joy anymore. And I explained to her that I wasn't really ready to stop creating content, but it just felt like I couldn't do it alone. And she asked why. And I said, I don't know, really. I guess I just feel like it's going to be perceived so negatively if I separate myself completely from Rudy on camera even though it wouldn't really be a separation, um, it just, I don't know. I just felt like the optics of it seemed so bad. Um, but his heart is just not in it when it comes to being an online personality. And so she asked, would it bother Rudy? And I said, no, not at all. So she asked me, then why are you so afraid of stepping into the spotlight? It sounds like the only person who's keeping Mandy Spooks from shining is you. And it wasn't until this moment that I guess I just felt that I had finally been given permission to really run with what I wanted to do. And I know it sounds so simple, but I guess I just had felt stuck to what was for so long that I didn't think anyone would want just Mandy. I don't know. I hope that that makes sense to some extent for you. So, of course, when I told Rudy, hey, what do you think about officially closing this chapter of TGM now? Um, he didn't even hesitate, honestly. He said, I think you're ready. You weren't ready to do this on your own when we started the Goalmates podcast, but you've grown so much. You don't need me. I'd rather help you behind the scenes where I can really take your content to the next level instead of splitting my efforts on and off screen. And so we hit the ground running from there, honestly. I never imagined that he was going to be on board so quickly. And in fact, once he kind of had more creative freedom and could be behind the scenes 100%, he just showed up in a way that I never really anticipated. And I feel like it immediately shows through the quality of our videos again. So anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting distracted again. But I worked with a brand strategist that really helped me hone in on what this next era of Mandy Spooks looks like. And although I have the branding and marketing experience, it was really helpful to have someone else help me work through it because sometimes when you quotation own something, you know, like you guys know, like when you have like that baby, like that baby passion project or whatever it is, it just gets really hard to think objectively and you're like, no, I have to keep all of it. <laughs> or I don't know, it's just different from when you're like in a professional atmosphere and you're working for like an actual business or a brand like it's a lot easier to think objectively versus like when you actually own it so I'm repeating myself you get it <laughs> so one of the things this um, strategist helped me identify was that despite wanting to move on from TGM I sometimes wanted to incorporate it but then sometimes I didn't want to and then there was this really confusing love-hate relationship I had with it through a very thorough process of identif identifying what is and what is not part of the next chapter of Mandy Spooks, I was able to identify a lot of the very toxic parts of my journey that I was allowing to, honestly, it sounds crazy, but poison what I was trying to turn into a blank page and a fresh start, honestly. And one of the most simple things that resulted out of working with a strategist was what seems so obvious. I was asked to put together a playlist not of where my headspace is, but where I want Mandy Spooks to be. 
And I felt like this little tidbit is such a great practice for the new year, like branding outside. How wonderful to think I'm going to listen to music that inspires me to be something better than I am now versus music that enables me to relive all these negative emotions I'm feeling. I mean, honestly, I think I want to try doing this every year after going through it. So anyway, I filled this playlist with female artists I look up to that I know have also been through a ton of crap. And while it was so tempting to include Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do or Are You Ready For This? (laughs) I chose to go the more mature Taylor route because while I felt petty and jealous and vengeful at times at the start of my rebrand, that's not the kind of energy I ever want to put into the world. You know, I wish you guys could have heard the kind of conversations this strategist started. But at the end of the day, because it felt like someone was actually listening to me, not Mandy Spooks or Amanda or Rudy's Ghoulmate or a Halloween Hunter, but me as a whole, like genuinely as a person, um, all I ever wanted is to bring some magic into your lives. And she really helped me get to the core of that. Like it wasn't about just Halloween or covering spooky topics like it was always about bringing joy to people's lives that always felt like left out or weird and I think when I put the new year planner video out although it didn't feel like anything super new to you guys or different from what I have put out it was really terrifying for me to put myself out there and you'll see this more in some of the newer videos that are coming but I worked really hard to make sure that Mandy Spooks is me not a version of me and allowing you all to see me as a whole for the nerdy spooky super confident but yet emotional and empowering person I am so it was really hard to do because for so long I've chosen which parts of myself are for the camera and which are only for my husband or friend or family but anyway, I'm starting to, to digress, but I wanted to say like the conversations and the workshops that resulted from working with this strategist really helped me realize that that magic is what I always set out to do. And so putting something petty like a Taylor Swift revenge song in that playlist was not the energy I was going for because that's not how I started out. And That should never be what it's about. It should be about the love and the passion and the magic. So circling back to the playlist, I think that this playlist, as a result of the, you know, the, what would you call it? The prompt I was given when I created it. The playlist is now inspiring. It's energetic and it's magical. And I decided to make it my gift to you for the new year. It is not spooky, but it is what I turn to when I'm feeling down or when I'm feeling hyped. And I hope that it adds a little magic to your day. So I have linked it in the show notes for you to listen to at your leisure. You can just imagine that's what I was listening to as I was designing the heart with the Mandy Spooks font and the bat. (laughs) Anyway, I would love to hear from you on our Discord server about your favorite songs or what songs you would add to your, shall we call it a mindset manifestation playlist that's a long name (laughs) but you get the point so once I worked through all the strategy and emotions I got to work on the design and the reason I want to talk through this is because I want you all to know that I do listen and take everything you say to heart so one of the most the most common things or like feedback I ever got about TGM was how perfect the logo was. And in fact, some of you reached out asking if it would change when I mentioned the rebrand. And 
I want to talk through this a little bit. So originally, I wanted to steer as far away from TGM branding as possible. I wanted it to feel new and special, and I didn't want any reminders of the TGM days. But that was a broken Mandy. The more my playlist basically healed my emotions, the more I realized how much TGM has and always will mean to me. I mean, I freaking created it. It was my baby. (laughs) But the thing is, when I created TGM, I wasn't just creating for myself. I, of course, wanted Rudy to feel represented. So the mixture of green and purple came into play and the slime just made sense because the entire brand was about nostalgia. So when you guys started reaching out about the logo changing, I'm not going to lie, it hurt me a little bit. Maybe not a little bit, like a lot, but not in a bad way. It just felt like, how can I move on and heal if other people won't let me forget how amazing TGM was? And it adds this like additional level of pressure because it feels like no matter what I do, I'll never amount to the feeling you had when you first discovered TGM. And that's fair. But I think now coming out of it, I realize. I mean, I'm a confident girl, so I know how amazing TGM was, you know, but coming out of this like haze and heartache and healing, I realized that this new era of Mandy Spooks is never going to be what TGM was for you all. And that's okay. I hope if anything It just makes you discover the magic in other things outside of the spooky world. I hope that makes sense. Anyway, um, this is just like the Cliff Notes version of everything I'm trying to share with you guys. But what I'm trying to say is I thought about the logo for a long time because I, I don't know. I saw various ways that we could like have hints or tribute of the ghoulmates in the new Mandy Spooks rebrand, but it just kept feeling like not right. And so I kept thinking and thinking. And finally, after a very long time, it hit me that I could take what I did with the ghoulmates logo and re-envision it to how I would have designed it if it had never been a combination of me and Rudy put together. So I took the base of the ghoulmates heart. I removed the ghost eyes and the slime And I had a complete heart, which honestly, guys, isn't that poetic in itself? Like my heart is complete now. And that's why the logo is the heart in the logo is complete. So I digress. But anyway, I took the heart from the Goalmates logo and I played with it forever with a bat and sparkles somehow. And eventually the sparkles fell off and the bat was cut out, cut out. Um, sorry, I'm stumbling on my words, cut out um, from the heart. So like when you see it, it looks like there is a bat placed on top of the heart, but it's a a cutout. So like anywhere you place the logo, the heart is cut out of the bat. I hope that makes sense. Uh, Anyway, and then the Mandy Spooks font is also an evolution of the Ghoulmates font. So the Ghoulmates font was always supposed to be fun and kiddish and I guess obviously like nostalgic. It was inspired by Luigi's Mansion, but I wanted a nicer modernized font for my brand now. And I also wanted to have hints of my Mexican culture And I'm so happy I was able to find one that kind of suited both of those worlds. Uh, Anyway, what I'm trying to get at is that for for those of you who were really attached to the Goalmates logo, I hope hearing about some of the thought process behind my new logo will help you appreciate it a lot more and see 
how magical it really is. Um, so there are a lot of other things that went into the process of this, but the only other thing I really wanted to share was my new color palette. If you haven't seen it yet, if you go to my Instagram and click on the post with the new logo, there is a quote that is shown in five colors and those five colors are my new colors. Of course, the lavender purple shade will always be my primary color, but like I said, everything about this process was extremely intentional. I wanted to engrave parts of my whole self as a reminder if I ever lose sight again. Like these are all the things that make you the magical ghoul you are. And so I thought sharing them with you would help get to know me better as a whole too. And maybe understand like where my mindset is moving forward with creating content. So the first color is obviously the lavender purple and it's called the spooks. <laughs> I wanted to do something more creative with this one, but honestly, that purple was born when Mandy Spooks was born. So it really it's just the Mandy Spooks color. I couldn't think of a better name for it. The second primary color is black and it's called Haunted Heart. If you're wondering, yes, it is inspired by Christina Aguilera's My Heart is a Haunted House for the for the Adams Family animated movie. Um, the color reminds me of spookiness, but also sexiness and femininity in its own way because it's sung while Morticia's like putting her makeup on. And so when I hear Haunted Heart, I just like instantly envision this song and the like confident sexy spookiness that comes from it and then next we have the dark purple shade and probably my favorite name in the palette it's named Baila Selena you know like I mentioned I wanted a piece of all my influences somewhere in the branding and I mean what would be a more perfect color to tribute Selena in next we have the red and I love this name so much too because it's called ghoul power because red is such a power color. It's a boss moves kind of color, so the name is perfect. And it also has a double meaning because it's not just about ghoul power, as in like boldness, but also it represents all of you. You all are so powerful when we come together. Then we have yellow, which I think is the most surprising color to come out of this, but it complements all of my colors so nicely. And I find that it comes up in my photos every so often very naturally like without trying and this one was probably the easiest to name it's called it's alive it's alive for obvious reasons <laughs> and then the next color is the bluish teal and I love this one so much too so this one is called crybaby because I really want to rewrite the narrative that society has placed on us as women that crying is a sign of weakness you ghouls know, know me. I cry so much, but you know what? I am the toughest chick I know too. Honestly, like part of my personality is being confident as hell, but also, yeah, I'm a crybaby, but you know what? I can get shit done. <laughs> so the ability to display vulnerability is strength. And whenever I am too scared to speak my truth, I will remember I named a damn color after it because crying is strength. <laughs> Okay, and the last color on the palette is white. I had a hard time naming this one, but I settled on Snow Day because it reminds me of Magic, Gilmore Girls, and where my TGM journey led me to, which was Denver. So if you all ever wondered how much work goes into content creation, like, really? <laughs> Let all this be a testament to how much even goes into just the colors and logos. 
maybe not every creator, but a good majority of us who take this very serious and are passionate about it, we really do put our thoughts, like thought and intention, intention into everything. So I thought I was finished, but I have a few quick things to cover also. One, we will still keep the spook alive. Maybe not every single 100% of the time that Mandy is creating, but yes, I am still keeping the spook alive. It is still very much what I want to be known for. This podcast is 100% still dedicated to keeping the spook alive. My YouTube channel is where I want to explore other sides of my world and the Instagram Instagram profile as well. I was going to call it channel. Uh, but yeah, I, like I said, I am still spooky. I will always be spooky. There are just other things about myself that I'm very excited to share. Number two is you will hear me switch between calling you all nerdy ghouls or ghouls. I know you will you will remain ghouls forever, but I'm still playing with whether or not we can pull off nerdy ghouls because I want this to be a more inclusive space for spookworms or nerdy girls who love pop culture, um, just anyone. So I'm 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 open to any feedback on this because. I'm still playing with it myself, but so far, Nerdy Ghouls felt a lot better than like Spooky Nerds or what was the another one? I don't know. I'm not remembering them, but Nerdy Ghouls has seemed to stick with me for a while now. And lastly, I just wanted to reiterate and share the official mission of Mandy Spooks is to celebrate the magic of love, life and pop culture. This does not mean, again, that spooky or horror or Halloween aren't a part of what I will do anymore, but it just means that there's that that they are only a percentage of who I am as a whole. And I hope through this that you discover the magic in other parts of your life that bring you joy too. Wow, can you guys tell I've been nervous? I've been like fumbling on all my words. I'm telling you, this, this is how you know that this means a lot to me because I am nervous and I have not felt nervous as Mandy Spooks probably since the very beginning. So this is a big deal. So on that note, if you haven't already, I invite you to join our Discord server filled with many other nerdy ghouls who are ready to talk about love, life, and pop culture with you. So enough about that. Now let's get through the actual very quick haunted housekeeping. If you haven't had a chance to catch up on my YouTube channel, I posted the planner video with the brand reveal, as I mentioned earlier. And we also decided to re-upload a funny short we worked on for the Ghoulmates back in 2021. I feel bad because a lot of you thought it was new, but it's definitely the energy and production quality we want to get back to. Anyway, I recommend watching those two before my new video drops this week, which is going to be a review of Taylor Swift's Midnight's album. I told you you'd be seeing new sides of me. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, guys, I'm super nervous about this one, too, because I was 1000% myself and y'all are about to find out what a nerd I really am. <laughs> so you can get hyped for that video with my Mandy Spooks playlist and then hear more about what those songs actually mean to me in the video. I promise the playlist is not just Taylor Swift, though. <laughs> All right. Before we get into... <laughs> The Nerdy Ghouls reviews of The Menu and Megan, I thought we could share a cup of brew and talk about how we're keeping the spook alive. I am really excited about today's cup of brew. So for Christmas, Rudy's aunt sent us a bag of whole bean coffee that her and her husband roasted, and it 
probably is the best freaking cup of coffee I have ever had. It's got this very subtle citrus taste to it, but it's so subtle. It's perfect and I'm in heaven and I'm probably going to cry when we use the last of it, to be honest. Um, I don't typically like citrusy flavors in my coffee, so I'm really surprised that I liked this one. And I am on a mission to find out how I can have it more often. <laughs> anyway, how am I keeping the spook alive? Well, not to beat a dead horse, but obviously I've been working on the rebrand. I also saw the menu, which we will discuss thoroughly in a bit. I never made it out to see Megan. Um, let's, oh, but I did see the first two episodes of Velma. It's streaming on HBO Max. And I'm really excited for more episodes. But to be honest, the first two fell flat. For some reason, I can't pin quite why, but I'm willing to keep watching because it was good enough, if that makes sense. I really love that Mindy Colleen produced it. So Velma is played by Mindy and Daphne is played by Constance Wu. So there's definitely potential, but I'm not quite sure what I'm what the show's missing for me to really like truly give it my seal of approval, if that makes sense. Excuse me. Okay. Also, another cute way a friend helped me keep the spook alive is Caitlin sent me a stuffed animal version of E.T. And he is so cute. And if you're listening to this, um, this may or may not be a hint that we will be doing an E.T. episode this summer. At least that's what I'm planning for now. I told you guys it's the themes. I just couldn't find any themes for January. Help me. <laughs> okay, but unfortunately, I have been a very busy ghoul these past two weeks, but... The rebrand is complete and I am really excited to lose myself in another book again and binge watch some TV like life's about to get real good again because self-scare got to bring it back. <laughs> OK, let's see how all you nerdy ghouls are keeping the spook alive. So Lalik said, well, we just got our new puppy today. Her name is Maleficent and quote, oh my gosh, congratulations. I saw pictures and she is a total cutie and I love the name. That is such a very original name for a puppy because I don't think I've heard anyone name their dog Maleficent. I love it. She is sure to be a queen, a spooky queen. Okay, I got excited. Sorry. Uh, Toil and Trouble said New Year spiritual cleanses, end quote. Oh, this is a good one. Some limpias. This. OK, I'm sorry. I'm like really excited that she brought this up. So for those of you who have not heard, they this is also known as a limpia in my culture. So basically it what it is is like a witch will basically do a spiritual cleanse of you so that you can kind of just like rid yourself of all the negative energy and have some some fresh positivity is the best way that I could describe it without getting into like the details of it. Uh, Yana Loves Michi said crafting Halloween decorations. This is my first time doing this. LOL. End quote. Ooh, I love a good Halloween moment. Okay. Can I tell you guys a secret? You know how I don't want to do like mashup holidays anymore because I just want to be like me and not a like Halloween ghoul. <laughs> uh, Halloween is probably my favorite thing from any Halloween mashups. Oh my God, I said that about Spookmas too, didn't I? Wow, you're really showing your colors now, Mandy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just really love, okay, I guess it's because I love hearts too. So like, Halloween is the perfect time for some purple hearts, but I love Valentine's in general. I I personally will not call it Halloween, but I think it's so exciting that you're doing some decorations. I can't wait to see what they are. Okay, uh, NBC Lover 1993 said, still listen to spooky music, watching spooky movies and adult horror coloring books, end quote. 
Oh, I love this. No one has ever brought up coloring books before. So I actually have a trick-or-treat themed coloring book that I got last Halloween season or at some point last year from Fright Rags and I have yet to use it. And I legitimately feel like I want to do a video where I'm like, let's see how long it takes me to color and do this entire kids activity book type video. I don't know. I feel like it would be really fun, but also very stressful at the same time. And it's supposed to be fun. Maybe I'll just go live in color with you guys. Okay, Ghoul with the Curl said, enjoyed Friday the 13th movie marathon, end quote. Yes, um, Ghoul with the Curl went all out for Friday the 13th, and I love it. She even had these like white chocolate covered strawberries with the Jason mask on them. I love how she goes all out for everything. <laughs> Hello Sparkle said, in my heart, heart emoji, laughing emoji. <laughs> also found random Halloween goodies while shopping, so that made me happy, end quote. Okay. I have seen so many people post about finding Halloween things on clearance this year, and I am kind of jealous because I have not come across anything. But also, if, I'm, if we're being real honest, your ghoul does not go to the store. She hates going to the store in person. <laughs> okay, and then Splash of Spooky said, working on a Halloween card exchange on Patreon. It's my first time celebrating Halloween, end quote. Oh, my ghoul. Melissa, how is it your first Halloween? Oh my gosh, it is going to be a great time for you because like I said, Halloween is a great time. It's magical. It's full of love. It's like everything I stand for. I'm really excited for you if it's your first one. Okay, Halloween is my happy place said, reading spooky books, watching spooky TV shows, movies, currently rereading Stephen King's The Dead Zone and about to start watching the originals TV show have a haunted house loot box coming today that I ordered at the start of Dece December. Excited for that. End quote. Oh, Poppy, you always have so much spooky stuff going on. I have not heard of the dead zone, but it must be good if you're rereading it. And then I love to hear that you are now starting the originals. Talk about influencing, baby. <laughs> I hope that you like it. I have never seen the originals. My plan was to watch it with Bloody Binge Worthy, but man, that long series really kicked our butts. I think we got to we got to go for some real short series <laughs> moving forward. And I can't wait to see pictures of your haunted house loot box. Sorry, I wanted to make sure I touched on all your points. Pearls and per pears, pearls and pears blog. I think that's what it is said, I always save some Halloween fall food items and then randomly open them, end quote. Yes, I love doing this too, but I hate that sometimes the, the expiration date doesn't last long enough for me to do that. Monica Galman said, I just watched Sick on Peacock. It's from Kevin. I don't know if she meant to put Williamson. Uh, I have not heard of this movie, but she gave it four bats in case anyone's interested. And then Hauntingly Cute said, designing spooky stickers, end quote. Oh, you guys... Lexi gave me a preview of these spooky stickers and all of you that are getting ready for Halloween, that sticker is going to be so cute. I, I cannot wait. It's going to be so cool. All right. So I was curious, since I have clearly been in a spooky content slump, what you all are watching besides Megan and the menu and you all did not disappoint. Uh, Too Fond of Books said, tonight I watched Bad Moon for the first time and Friday the 13th. I enjoyed both movies End quote. I had not heard of Bad Moon, so I'm curious if it's the 1996 one about a wolf. Um, that's all I could find. If it's not, let a ghoul know what you watched. 
Uh, Toil and Trouble said, watch the Matilda musical on Netflix and really enjoyed the take on a classic sparkles emoji, end quote. Oh, I'm so bummed that I haven't heard Matilda getting more buzz because I was really excited to watch it, but I haven't had a chance to yet. So if you're saying it was good, I think I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Whiskey Ghoul said, not spooky related, but I love the show Frasier. It makes me happy, end quote. Hmm. I haven't watched Frasier, but our go-to shows that are like not spooky related, but always make us happier, or always playing in the background are How I Met Your Mother, Friends, and The Office. I know a lot of you are Office fans, but it's just, it's not my cup of tea, but Rudy loves it. <laughs> okay, and then NBC Lover 1993 said, Watched the invitation and wasn't worth the watch, in my opinion. Excited for new shows, end quote. Okay, the invitation finally is getting some buzz. Guys, I was so freaking hyped for the invitation when it came out. But I'm not going to lie, after I watched it, I was really disappointed because I didn't have a lot of positive things to say about it either. It was a sexy movie, but... I honestly couldn't help but feel like it was a ripoff of Ready or Not with Samara Weaving. So, yeah, that was my thought on that. But I don't know. If you're a spooky gal and you like smutty stuff, then I still recommend it, to be honest. Uh, Go With The Curl said, I watched The Glass Onion. Not scary, but I enjoy a good one. A good whodunit. This one was good, end quote. Yeah, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but I really enjoyed that movie, too, and I still recommend it. Okay, and then... Hello Sparkle said, just finished, uh, I don't know if it's Ginny or Guinea, Ginny and Georgia. So far, not bad, but I haven't been able to watch The Menu and Megan yet, end quote. I have not heard much about that show, but it did come up on my like new releases as well. So I'll have to give it a gander since you've been watching it. Halloween is my happy place said, please, the final season of M. Night's Servant is out on Apple. We'll bring that, we'll We'll binge that once all out. Got Paramount for a month and binged Chapel Wait, I think is what it's called. Sorry, guys. I haven't seen that before. Uh, but Poppy said she liked it, but didn't. But it didn't grip her. And then she said, watched Halo on there, too, as my husband loves the game franchise. Not usually my thing, but enjoyed it. End quote. Ah, oh, interesting. I had heard Halo was coming out, but then I never heard anything about it. But good to know that it was enjoyable. Hiking with Grace said, watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that was released in 2003 this week. It's always been my favorite out of all the TCM films, but haven't watched it in about 12-ish years. It's great when you, quotation, grow up and can watch the film for, from a new perspective and understanding. For example, I didn't know what weed was back when I first watched it. <laughs> End quote. Okay, so... Fun fact, for those of you who do, who do not know, this is also one of my favorite films. It is my favorite Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. This movie is the reason I got into horror because I went to see it when I was in high school and I legit had like an actual crush on Leatherface. I, I've said this story so many times, so I won't repeat it, but I literally used to dream that I was like the one person that could calm Leatherface down. <laughs> okay. And then Monica Gellman said, finally saw Wednesday, oh my God, and yay, season two renewal. Also saw Violent Night 4.5 bats, end quote. I want to know how so many of you got away with not watching Wednesday so quickly. 
But also, Monica, I did not like Violent Night. I feel like maybe I wasn't in the mood to watch it. I don't know, but it it just wasn't what I expected. Okay, Ghosted Easy said, excited to watch Searching coming out this weekend. Missing was so good. Love the story and twist, end quote. I have not seen even trailers for those two movies. So now I feel like, I don't know, where have I been? <laughs> Living under a rock. Okay, Erica Y. Castaneda said, Mayfair Witches, end quote. Okay, so fun fact for you guys, our Erica reached out to me and actually shared that if you don't have AMC, you can watch Mayfair Witches through the Pluto app, which is free. So your ghoul will be watching that very soon. Okay, and then Val Kleinhan said, the invitation's so disappointed because it was a Dracula ripoff, end quote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she had an exclamation in there too. So let me reread that for, for emphasis. The invitation was so disappointed because it was a Dracula ripoff end quote. (laughs) I'm sorry, Val. I'm not mocking you. I just wanted to emphasize that. Um, I think I expected it to be a Dracula ripoff when I went into it, but I was more so disappointed by how blatantly similar it was to never, I mean, to Ready or Not. So if you have not seen Ready or Not, I highly recommend that movie to anyone listening, honestly. Okay, so we have two movies to do a quick little Nerdy Ghouls review session on. First up, we have The Menu. You guys, when I added this to the Spooky Suggestions list in November, I legit did not think it was going to be a thing. Like, I can usually tell when something's going to trend in the community, but damn, this one caught me, like, pretty blindsided, to be honest. So really quick, if you are one of the few who has not heard nor know what The Menu is about, according to IMDb, a young couple travels to a remote island to eat an exclusive eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises, end quote. And it is available to stream on HBO Max. And I think it's actually still showing in theaters if you are ever so curious to actually go see it in theater still. So before I share my thoughts, I'm going to cover what you all thought first. Uh, two fond of books said, I liked it. No deep thoughts about it. It made me hungry for a good hamburger, end quote. (laughs) I just really loved her analysis of this. Like the overall take, like the overall takeaway was, God, I want a really good hamburger now. (laughs) Yeah, I, I can agree with this for the most part, but definitely agree on the hamburger part. Okay, Hiking with Grace said, overall liked it. Loved the bits of comedy and the actors for each role. Thought the man's fully, wow. I I planned to ask Rudy how to pronounce this before I started recording, and now I feel dumb because I don't know if it's man's folly or man's folly. Somebody help me. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, she thought the man's folly dish section of the movie could have had more horror added into it. I was expecting something terrifying to happen when the waiter went searching for the running men, end quote. Okay, seriously, though, that's kind of my overall reaction to the entire movie though was I was expecting something terrifying to happen and it never really like went there but definitely with the running part was like what was the whole point of making them run like that's it that's all you were gonna do to them okay (laughs) all right and then goal with the curl said this movie went in a different direction than I anticipated but I still enjoyed it end quote yeah I think pretty much I can agree with that as well Wow, guys, I'm starting to feel a sore throat again. 
like I did with the last episode. I wonder why this is happening. This is my my body's way of telling me to stop talking so much. Let me have some some coffee. All right. Essie Zoon said, love the cast, especially Anya. I think they did a phenomenal job with the plot twists and the delivery of the jokes and puns with each dish served. The ending was a little meh, but overall, I thought it was a great movie, end quote. Huh. I feel the opposite as <laughs> the opposite from you, Sabrina. So for me, I thought the ending was the only like good part about the movie, to be honest. And then I will agree with the plot twist, though. Like, well, I don't want to give away too much in case anyone's planning to see it. But the plot twist, one of my favorite plot twists was when you find out that. Dang it, I can't say it without giving it away. Never mind. I'll keep my mouth shut. My bad, guys. <laughs> Halloween is my happy place said clearly living under a rock has not been tempted to look it up. LOL. End quote. <laughs> yeah like I said honestly Poppy I don't blame you this movie really became like one of those dark horse movies that like is barely getting momentum all of a sudden because it's streaming and everyone's interested in it Monica Gallman said if it's like fresh that will be a no thanks end quote <laughs> no it is not like fresh actually which I will talk about a little bit more during my full review Kukita69 uh, said loved it end quote I always love it when like there are some of you, like my friends and family, who are not necessarily spooky but are still so supportive. So I love it when those non-spooky people actually like indulge in the things we're indulging in in the spooky world. Uh, Ghosty DZ said, enjoyed, good twist, and loved the dark humor, end quote. That's fair too. I agree with that one as well. And then Kate Waters said, starts out slow but does pick up towards the end, would pick this over Megan, end quote. Okay, this is funny because I have an ongoing joke with Caitlin that she's a spooky girl in hiding. And sure enough, she's one of the few that saw both Megan and the menu like within the same week, I think. Um, so I'm kind of surprised she's the only one who mentioned how slow the menu is. Overall, I think this movie was a clever concept, but I never felt shocked by it. If you haven't seen Fresh, now that to me was a shocking movie and I really enjoyed it. A lot of people had an assumption that the menu was going to be like fresh or about cannibalism to an extent. So I wonder if maybe that's why it was hard or like too hard to shock us because we already went into it thinking there would be cannibalism. But I don't know. I love the commentary the movie had on the rich, but it just left me feeling the whole time like, OK, it's going to get really crazy. Right. And it never did. But I do admit that I really enjoyed the ending and how much it meant for the chef to enjoy his creation again. Sound familiar? Uh, I found that really endearing and I loved how clever the girl was to think of like getting out by playing the rules of his game. So that was really clever and I liked it. So it's freaking bats. How many freaking bats did ghouls give this movie? Four bats. Guys, I was really shocked by this, to be honest. I'm going to give it three bats. It wasn't a horrible movie, but I also didn't love it either. Like I wasn't excited to talk about it or watch it again. So yeah, for me, it was a three, like right in the middle. Wasn't amazing, but it also like it had some cleverness to it. All right. And now on to good old Megan. <laughs> I loved the complete. I loved how, how do I explain this? I loved how 
you guys were like on complete opposite ends of the spectrum with this movie. So to recap, the summary according to IMDb reads, a robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own, end quote. If you're like me and you're wondering, the movie won't be available as video on demand until January 24th, which will probably be $20 if we're being honest. And on a streaming service, there is still no announcement on when, but I would guess probably at least two weeks to a month after the video on demand becomes available. So disclaimer, I have not seen the movie yet, but I thought I'd share what your fellow ghouls are saying in case you want some more feedback before deciding to watch it or not. Or in this case, it's like feedback and why some people are not watching it. So Allison Wanderlush said, no dolls, LOL. Uh, Kate Waters said, overhyped, too much of the movie was shown in the trailer. Wish dance scene was longer, unexpectedly funny throughout, though. I did tell my boyfriend, leaving the theater, no more Alexa, LOL, end quote. Okay, so thankfully, <laughs> Caitlin and I work together every day, so I got the 411 on this, and Caitlin was really excited to watch this movie, and hopeful because of how well it did in the box office and overall overall there was like very positive reviews on it so I I don't know how to explain it I think I still want to see it based on what she has shared with me but I'm not willing to go to the theaters to see it if that makes sense so I hope that that helps you if you're trying to make your decision NBC lover 1993 said Want to watch, but Chucky is my friend till the end, lol, end quote. (laughs) Sorry, this one sent me laughing when I read it because it's just funny and clever and I love it. I'm going to reread that again in case you didn't catch it with all my laughter. Want to watch, but Chucky is my friend till the end, lol. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Ghoul with the Curl said, I really enjoyed this one. Megan was so creepy and scary to think it's possible in the future, end quote. Okay, so this is why I'm still intrigued to watch it. Like Caitlin mentioned, No More Alexa. And then Ghoul with the Curl said, um, it's scary to think it's possible in the future. So like that aspect of the movie is what still leaves me curious to watching it, honestly. Uh, S.E. Zoon said, I saw the dance scene in the trailer and I just can't, LOL, refuse to watch, end quote. Yeah, to be honest, I think I mentioned this in the last episode. That's kind of what kept me from watching it. Like, as soon as I saw that that dance, I was like, this movie is not going to be like a serious movie. But fun fact, actually, look at me bringing in some interesting stuff. This was actually from Rudy, so we can thank him for this tidbit. Um, He was telling me that apparently that dance scene was actually not approved by the producers. So the director had to create it during his own, like offset time and probably use his own budget to produce this scene to prove that it should make it into the movie and obviously it did and became the biggest thing about the movie so yeah I just thought that was interesting okay and then Essie wait we already read that one moving on (laughs) Halloween is my happy place said not interested in this one either lol may watch it when free on platform but in no rush used to like doll horror movies when I was much younger and would even rewatch them but not feeling it now to see how the modern doll is against those of the eddies, I may see it. Allo- end quote. Not LOL. <laughs> um, yeah, so Poppy, that's what I was trying to say is there, from what I'm getting is this is like a modern take on what Chucky would be like in today's world. At least that's what I'm thinking it's going to be like. So that's why I'm curious to watch it. 
And then Kukita69 said, skipping maybe looks scary, end quote. So it is not scary from what I have heard. I've heard a lot of people are disappointed about it being PG-13 because it kept it kept the movie from being allowed to be scary. And I've also heard a lot of people laughed throughout the movie. So, yeah, I, I would be willing to safely guess it's not scary. Ghosted Easy said, so fun, love the dark humor, end quote. And Hiking with Grace said, waiting for it to come out on rental services, crying emoji, can't wait to watch, end quote. Yes. And then the Gato, my familiar, blessed us with a comment. (laughs) It's so rare to get him to comment on something. He said, it was a fun movie, love when she was singing Titanium as a lullaby, laughing emoji, end quote. Oh, that sounds like a really cute scene, too. Okay, I guess I just can't wait for it to be on streaming, honestly. After I paid for Violent Night on Video On Demand, I feel like real bitter about paying for Video On Demand now. Anyway, to wrap it up, let's hear its freaking bats. Can you guys believe that you nerdy ghouls gave Megan... Four freaking bats. I'm honestly so surprised by this because I thought for sure you guys were going to rate it lower than the menu. I cannot wait until Megan is streaming so I can share my official thoughts and remarks on it. (laughs) I hope you all had a great time hanging out with me for a bit today. It didn't even end up being that short. We're going to be at around 50 minutes. How do I talk so much, you guys? (laughs) Anyway, I'm really looking forward to what is to come this year on the podcast and I hope that you are too. We will be back here with spooky suggestions on how to keep the spook alive in February, which is going to be a super fun one. And we're also covering season six and seven of The Vampire Diaries. Until next time, sending you ghouls and kisses. Bye! (laughs) 